when is love worth fighting for? That is our next episode on Save Woman Podcast. I hope that you enjoy, enjoy this conversation between me and my co-host, Monica Andrews. But before we get started, let's start this thing off in a little prayer as we always do. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I ain't telling you to drive and close your eyes about your head because I don't want nothing to happen to you. I don't want you to put that on me and saying that, hey, look, Portia told me to do A, B, and C, and D. So let's just go ahead and get this thing started. Father, we come to you as humble as we know how, raw, righteousness, and ruthless. We ask that you bless each individual that is listening to this podcast, God. Give them clarity. Give them their purpose. Give them a vision. Let them know within their self when to fight for love and who shall they fight with god i ask that you open up their hearts their minds to take something away from this podcast and i ask that you bless each and every one of us right now in the name of jesus you do these things for we so gratefully and gladly give your name to praise in the name of the father son holy ghost in jesus name we pray let the church say amen let the church say amen Okay, okay, we're getting started. So, Portia, when is love worth fighting for? Huh? <laughs> when, when is love worth fighting for? When is love worth fighting for? Like, what does it look like? You know, when you look on social media, I was watching this girl talk about women will not respect men that are equal to women. She said if a woman works as hard as a man, then she would not respect her. And then I, I had I had to look in the comments to see what what you know, what other people thought about it. They agreed, they disagreed. A lot of people disagree because it's like, you know, if we're both building and working as hard, we're building it for each other and we're doing it for each other. And you know, then you had some other people that are just like, you know, why do you have to bash men in order to feel good about women? And I know that's like, what does that have to do with when it's love worth fighting for? Because when you look at the different um, ideologies that people are putting out on social media about love and relationship, the dynamic of it is changing completely. Like, they don't know if they want to go back to our grandmother's time where the man was the breadwinner and the mother was the nurturer, took care of the home, or if they want to go to our mother's time where the mom and the dad worked equally and they took care of the family, or if they want to go to the time that we are now that that shows women with more independence and oftentimes more power and more income than men. Right. Does that matter? When you look at this generation, it, 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 it seems to matter. So when is love worth fighting for? Is it worth fighting for when the, finance, the finances are sound and lucrative? Is it worth fighting for when there's loyalty? Is it worth fighting for when you have a solid friendship that no one can break? You know, what, what does that look like for you when you're when you would say or stand and say, I'm willing to fight for what I have? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. And, and you made a, a good statement at, at, at the at the beginning, um, understanding 
Exactly. Because we, we do, we do, we take finance and we take um, these, the, all these things and we put it together and we embrace it with love. Um, when I, I think of more so of, of fighting for love, when, when I know it's something or someone that I can't let go of. And I know that at the end of the day, that this is the person that I truly, truly will, you know what I'm saying? Like just run over, I mean, just bulldoze for, you know? So I think for me is, it's finding that, that perfect friendship. Well, we're not going to call it perfect. Let's, let's find that, that friendship that, that is unbreakable. Like you said, like to, to have somebody that you can have conversation with, you can be your authentic self with that. You can, you understand that their focus and your focus, even if their finance is not at the same level that yours is, but they're a provider within themselves. Now, maybe they can't provide for two people, but they can survive and provide, provide for themselves. And I know that they don't mind hitting the dirt with me if we decided to grind. But for somebody that, that that's willing to just have that openly conversation with you, talk to you, become friends first, and not have all of that other stuff involved, you know what I'm saying? Like us talking about sex, money, and all of those things. We could just have normal conversations about in and everything, just pick up random conversation. I think at that point, I'm willing to fight for somebody because it's, it's rare to find somebody that you connect to on that level, especially the fact that conversation is so broken between humans these days. It's like we, we have broken conversations. We think we're communicating, but we're not really communicating. We're really not saying that to each other, you know, but when you can really open yourself up, talk about your past issues, talk about what you feel like that you can work on. How do you feel like you need to heal? Those, those conversations openly. And even if you're not even, you know, uh, in a relationship with this person, sometimes you could just hold these conversations just randomly. And that's where the friendship starts to begin when you can become all, authentic and be transparent with a person regardless of your past issues so i, I think for me is is when you have that unbreakable friendship well, well study shows that most marriages are broken up because of finances i and i assume that comes from someone not holding their end of the deal but but again now, that's by choice right so we we all make choices in life so if I'm in a relationship with someone and our relationship start to end over finance, that means at some point in time, me or my spouse decided not to be entwined together in our finance. Somebody decided to do something totally different or somebody never did learn. Or we knew this from the beginning, but we thought we could change. We thought that, hey, I can help this person save. I can help this person become better. I can help this. But it's, it's all about choices. That's finance is something that is a choice. We have to be willing to have our finance to that point. You know, like we have to be willing to break down ourselves and say, hey, look, I'm not good with finance. How can I study? How can I figure out how my finances come together in this relationship? How can I figure out how to provide for this, that, and the third? Like finances is step by step. It's not something that comes just along in the relationship. You have to have it before you get there. But what are you speaking from a point of someone possessing or having been exposed to some type of financial literacy. Because first there 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 is a thing called mm -hmm. burnout. Right, right. Where someone is just, you know, they're doing pretty much everything right. and the other person is not holding up their end of the deal. But sometimes we look at finances from our Okay, that's that's all you are. I'm a little country. Our perspective. Okay, 
where we know a little more about finances. You know, we've been exposed to financial literacy, so we will, um, what's the word, like observe other situations from that same perspective when it could be quite damaging. Right. So when you look at everything you stand from a person having financial literacy, being ignorant of financial literacy, or just being open and willing to learn while in the marriage and how to... Yeah, I guess in, in my perspective, I'm speaking from somebody being, being open, openly and willing to learn and not come into a relationship feeling that they can't be taught. I think that we as people feel like at certain age, certain point in our life, like nobody can teach us anything no more. Um, so even, even, for me, even, even for me, I had to learn finance and I'm still not good at it. You know, because I think it's it's a, it's a process. It's a process that we do daily. It's a focus process and focus comes daily. You're not going to learn anything overnight. But at the end of the day, I know people who make really, really good money and still broke. You know what I'm saying? Like the finances and they're just by themselves. Like you're not even with nobody. But at the end of the day, when I feel like we're both at a point where we're, where we're willing to learn from each other or learn from someone else or whatever it takes, just like we go seek counseling for anything else, there are financial coaches out here, but we have to be willing to say, Hey, I want to take a stand. I want to build generational wealth. I want to have this. I want to have that with my spouse, but it's up to you. Like I said, that's like I said in the beginning, it's about choice. So if we're getting divorced because of finance, that means we, we, we didn't come together and try to figure this out. Like, I don't think, I think, I think, yeah, I know 90% of people, in and divorce because of finance, but I think it's the lack of knowledge that they carry inside the relationship or the lack of knowledge that they don't want. The ignorance of it say, hey, look, I'm good. I make good money, so it don't even matter. As long as I make good money, then I'm okay. That's not how it works. I know people who save really, really well and don't even make six figures. And I know people who make six figures and don't have really nothing at all. So definitely it, it comes to the point of, of teaching and learning. Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to be taught? Okay, and I think that sounds good from a single perspective. Single, yeah. So, a single perspective, okay? So, add children, add daycare, add sports, add mortgage, add health insurance, add life insurance, car insurance, car payment, even just supplying the food for the home and, and clothes like i think those answers are great and i'm not undermining your answers but i think they're great for two people that are coming together without children right so, so when you think of finances do, affecting any differently if i'm single you're single neither one of us have kids we already have these same deals before we got together correct but right, but still, in these marriages, you have to add the, I'm sorry, these financial responsibilities <clears throat> that do, causes. Do you pay your rent because, late or do you pay your rent on time? Oh, I pay my mortgage on time no, no, because it's automatic. I'm just saying that having the conversation. Oh, I'm about to say, look, <laughs> but it's it's automatic. It's automatically drafted. That's right. why. Right, but that's a conversation that we're having. Like sometimes we can have the money and be like, well, "Look, I want to go out this weekend, 
I'm gonna pay my rent two weeks later. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm gonna get like a little late charge, but it's okay. They gonna charge me an extra $15, $20. Or I've met people who say, okay, well, my credit card balance is at, you know what I'm saying? $500. I'm gonna pay the bare minimum. But if you got the $500, no, nobody wants to pay the whole entire $500. But let me at least put half on it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think that's the part that we need to learn when we come together. Like you can't do those same things you was doing in the single world and i think that's how we ain't, ain't that's the point of growth and learning i agree but i still think you're looking at it from, from a perspective of people without children because when you look at a daycare bill mm -hmm. yeah. that can go up to nine hundred dollars if it's a baby mm. where grandma at grandma don't get kids no more <laughs> No, grandmas have a life now. They don't. They really don't. They don't do that now. That generation. Seventy. I understand. Okay, go ahead. Yes, that generation is. <laughs> that generation is still working. Honestly. Right. Right. That generation has changed. You know, our grandmas. They came from. I don't know if they were baby boomers. You know, where the man made the money and the woman kept the house. Right, and right, raise the right, children. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, that right. generation has totally changed. changed so, yeah. no, my mom, my moms are not considered daycare anymore. That that has completely these days. So, you know, I don't know. Exactly. I so, I think I think you look at it from a perspective of where there's multiple respons multiple responsibilities added, mm -hmm. and there's frustrations built up, but one person is carrying the load. And the other person tends to be complacent. Like I can see, <clears throat> tends to be complacent and doesn't want to expand where they are. So not only looking at the financial frustrations that come and could possibly tear up a marriage, not just a marriage, but sometimes relationships, depending on how deep you're in this thing. Mm -hmm. What is another? What is another? Thing that could cause you to not want to fight for what you call mine. What is another thing that could cause you to fight for, not fight for love? Like, what are some hindrances that can come in the midst where you say, I'm no longer fighting for this? Outside of finances. Outside of finances, outside of being openly, um, just openly honest and communicating. Um, outside of feeling like that i think for me that some people feel like they don't have a past like i can go into the relationship just because i haven't dealt with a b c and d without seeking like any kind of therapy you know what i'm saying i think for me that's a big standpoint for me. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to get in a relationship with somebody who feel like that they're okay. Like they have no room or have no willing, no openness to change, to talk to somebody, to be open up to somebody and say, Hey, look, maybe there is some things that I have buried in my heart. And maybe now that if I talk to somebody, I can open these things up. And now you come in a relationship with all this damage, hurt, pain. I think that is a barrier for me. That's a brokenness for me. I can't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't feel like I can deal with somebody when I already getting myself to a point of being, you know, at a place where I'm I'm learning myself and healing and, and trying to do all these things. I don't want to be with somebody who don't care about that part of their life. You know, like I have to babysit, like I have to take that step. Like I feel like we as adults need to know that, hey, look, 
I know I've dealt with some things in life, even if it's just the fact that I've cheated on the last three women, or I've maybe, you know, had a, had a, had something going on in my past with my mom and I hadn't yet dealt with. So now I have, you know, these anger issues between certain women or a certain type of women. I think all of that is a part of us dealing with something. And I guess for me, that's, that's one thing that has to be broken. Like just to break the fact that we feel like we shouldn't, we shouldn't seek therapy. We, we shouldn't seek nobody to talk to. I think we well, there's, there's, there's a thing called pride. You, and there is something absolutely, that's You're absolutely right. And that may be the word and, they're looking for, pride. I don't want nobody that has that. And there's a thing called shame also. You know, to expose some things can, can threaten your sense of masculinity. Who has to know you? You sitting no. in somebody's chair having a conversation besides you, God, and the person. You're you're absolutely right. But what are 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 you saying that before you get you get into a relationship, you are requiring him to have therapy? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that I'm requiring him to have therapy. I, I'm I guess before I get in a relationship, we can date. But when we start having that deeper conversation and, and I and I throw out the question, like, have you ever thought about it? Have you ever A, B, C, and D, and you're just not to it at all? Then I know even before we get married, you're not going to do it. You know, if you don't want to do it by yourself and fix yourself, and, and I'm requiring you to get marital counseling before we get married. So at the end of the day, if you don't want to do it alone, what makes you think he's going to change when we get married? Like he's going to be, now he's going to be open enough to say, hey, look, I want to have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think that's, that's the opposite. I, I don't think, if he don't want to do it by himself, he's not going to want to do it, you know, before he get married. So what do you tell the man who is taught not to have emotions? Who is taught that emotions are weak? It just looks weak. What do you tell a man then? What do you, what do you tell, what do you tell a man? I mean, I guess it's, it's not, I, don't, I don't know if it's for us to tell him. I mean, we, I think we all at some point in time, at some point in time in our life, we have to unlearn things if we want to be better. That's just like you and I, anything, anything that we have done and we know that it, it wasn't in the best benefit for us or it didn't work the way we, we wanted to, we now have to unlearn these things and try to, you know what I'm saying? Get it to a point where it, it, it causes a, a different type of effect on our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like life is important. Uh -huh. You want to be, you know, in, in, a, in a healthy mind frame. You want to be in healthy body. So so we, we unlearn all these things. Even when we come down to as simple as saying, hey, look, uh, eating healthy. You know what I'm saying? I want to lose weight. I want to do such and such. You have people out here that unlearn what they're used to and really get to the point where, hey, look, I can lose these pounds. So I've unlearned everything that I used to do when I was big. Now I want to challenge myself. And it's the same thing. He have to unlearn the fact that somebody, maybe one or two people told him that, hey, look, if, if you vent, if you open up, that's weak. Are you going to carry that for the rest of your life? Are you going to mess up your, your, your relationships with your kids, with your wife, with all these people to let them know that you're stronger than what you're supposed to be? And then now you're going to break down eventually. And who have to now deal with your, your your brokenness, that that part where you just break. You know, if you're married, she has to deal with that. If you have kids at this certain point, now they have to see that when all you had to do in the beginning and say, look, maybe I want to unlearn what I've dealt with. And that's the point of seeking counseling too, right? That's the point of seeking therapy. Because I know they'll tell you the same thing. Sometimes we have to unlearn some of the things that we have dealt with before in our life and try something different. Uh -huh. Can you tell us of something 
or are you comfortable telling them telling us of something you've had to unlearn in order to get to where you are now? I'm far from where I, I want to be, honestly. But I guess for me, I, I had to unlearn to 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 not listen to other people. You know, for me, like I, I've said before, that was the greatest thing for me. I felt like everybody or or the people that was close to me, everything they said, I had to either, you know, try to try to be that person. I had to try to, you know, uh, uh, I guess just I guess for me, just any if you was close to me and, and people know me, if you were close to me and anything you said stuck with me. I mean, I kept it at heart. Like, I mean, uh, it was just a part of me that I felt like I wanted to be that person that you wanted me to be, whether it was a relationship, whether it was family, whether it was a good friend. I was trying to uphold to be someone that I, I knew that I couldn't be, but I wanted to be around them. So I think for me, I had to unlearn how to genuinely just be Portia, be authentic and be like, look, I, I can't be that person you want me to be. I'm not her. I don't know how to be her anymore. So so we stopped pretending after a while because it done, it had made me feel so damaged that I forgot who I was. Like it beat me down so much that I totally forgot who I was as a person because I was seven to eight different people to seven to eight different things. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just, yeah, I, I couldn't do it anymore. So I think for me, that was the part that I had to unlearn. And I'm still really, really working on the fact that even when people now that, that I'm close to that, you know, tell me like, Hey, you know, this such and such may happen or such and such, you need to do this. Like, and sometimes I think about it like, should I do that? Am I, isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? Should I be doing it this way? Should I be hanging around these certain type of people? Should I be talking to these certain type of people? Like people are really make you believe that, Hey, look, if you talk to these certain type of people, then, Hey, look, you're, you're not, you're not walking in your Christian duties or your Christian path. And now you're thinking to yourself like, Hey, just because I'm not homosexual no more, am I not supposed to talk to my homosexual friends? Am I now going to go to hell for this? No, you're not. God is not looking at that. And I think these are all things that I had to literally unlearn in life. I had to unlearn these things because literally I probably would have walked away from any and everybody that I called a friend just because of what other people felt like. And and, and and I think that we all do that at some point in time. So so tell us before we end this session, what are some ways that we could maintain who we are as individuals and not lose ourselves to be who people want us to be. Can you give us some tips on how to do that? At least one or two. I got one tip for you. Girl, pray. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got for you, baby. That is, that is my number one go-to at this season and all seasons of my life is that prayer works and it don't even matter. It might not work the same day the same week or the same month but i promise you if you stay consistent and persistent on that prayer girl it'll happen it'll happen slowly but surely it will happen and that's 
everything in life, everything happens at its own pace. So that's the only rule that I have is just continuing to to pray about it. Pray about the things that you feel that has that has broken you, that that has changed you, especially at that point in time in your life where you feel like you're really, really losing yourself. Like you really have to open openly just ask God to kind of change your heart posture. Like, like even even to kind of, you know, move those people away out of your lives that don't, you know, have that that same meaning. Like if they're if they're not there the way you want them to be there, God, if I've already learned what I've learned from them, like please just kind of move it out of my way. So literally that's all I have. That's that's it. So so you're saying that the the start of it is learning to love yourself and accept who you are. Except in spite you, of what people think. In spite right. You're absolutely right. In spite of what anybody think about you, you just have to learn how to love yourself genuinely genuinely understand who you are getting god face asking him questions reveal these things to me and 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 literally it 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 would definitely happen like i said i'm 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 in a walk i'm still in a journey and i'm just telling you these these baby steps that i have taken to to get to the point that that of of the woman that i am now because you know, I, I definitely wouldn't have thought I was this woman two, three years ago. So uh, it's still a work in progress. It's still a work in progress, but it feels better. That that light feels a little bit better. You don't you don't feel uh, like you're, you're holding so much on your heart. You know, it's like your heart uh-huh. is a little bit free. It's like you're walking more so in freedom than anything else. When when you get to the point of saying like, "Hey, look, I just got to get it off my mind. I just I can't I can't be who you want me to be no more. I'm not that person. I'm just not." Uh, I, I can't I can't fulfill my purpose being who somebody else want me to be. Uh-huh. Well there you have it. It sounds as if fighting for love looks like fighting for yourself first, being who God has called you to be, right. being who you are created to be, knowing that when you get into uncomfortable situations, there are going to be some hiccups, there's going to be some misunderstandings. There are going to be things that could frustrate your establishment as far as marriage. But it all goes back to loving yourself and embracing who you are. True. True indeed. True indeed. And I think we both can say that for sure. <laughs> like Learning that part of yourself is, is a big point, man. I'm telling you, you give that part of yourself to somebody and you don't know who you are, you just in for a whirlwind of... Yeah, uh, yeah girl. Mm-hmm. So how do you fight for love? You fight for yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that even for for us, we don't believe that if we start to fight for ourselves, that love is gonna find us in that place. Like love uh-huh. is literally gonna find you. Like, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. we're, we're humans. We're 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 bound to love. That's the whole point. Uh-huh. We're here. We are here to love. So it's gonna find you. But you have to first find you. Like yeah. literally that's the biggest point. And I think a lot of people skip that point and just totally go uh, into let me find somebody that's gonna love me and they're gonna change yeah, yeah. Well and they're gonna do this and that. No, ma'am, they're not gonna do that. Uh, that's not that's that's God. God gonna do that. But at uh, the end of the day, uh, you gonna have to start. God, you know, you gonna have to start with you too. You gonna have to come to him. Like everybody yeah, saying yeah. faith without works is what? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I think we we all are willing to um, fight for something, especially when you know that person is uh, your go-to. You know, you can't stop thinking about it. You're like, man, I know, I know, I just know, I just know that I know. 
I might not really know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I but, know. <laughs> That's okay. It has been great having you on Saved Women Podcast. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the passion. Now, time, I should have asked you all these same questions. You just, just bust up with the interview like that. You forgot because you got caught up. Yeah, I got caught up. I got caught up. In the <laughs> I, got, I got caught up. In I think you got caught up. Yeah, when you start holding a conversation like that, like, what are you willing to fight for? Like, when it comes to your heart and your love, girl, it just kind of puts you in that place where you be like, huh? Well, we talking about this heart right now. Mm. Come on. Girl. Then I guess we know what the focus. Did you stop recording? I did not. Okay, could you could you hit stop recording? Could you could you hit 